0: Check one, two, check one, two. Hey, my mic's on. Good job, me. Welcome to Beer Field. I am your host, Chris Hopper. At Beer field hop on X uh, at Hop134 on, on Threads, which I actually haven't logged into in like two weeks. Um it's redraft season, it's in full swing. So i uh, joined by my esteemed co host at Ryan Miner, underscore FFP. Ryan. Hello. And my slightly less esteemed co host at Beerfield30. Dan. That he looks around all over the place, and then his mic doesn't
1: even fucking work. It's, I hate, there I hate you, everything. Yeah. I, there you I, go. I, he
0: looks around, does the whole thing, bumps his mic because he's refused to replace a cord for two years. And
1: I mean, at this point, it's it's like a novelty thing. It's like, well, you know, that's just who beer beerfield is. Guys just don't take it seriously enough.
0: And no, not for the last, not for the last four seasons, <laughs> <laughs> at least. Uh, yeah. Year seven. We're getting real close to our final actual NFL season Um, in lining things up. So we should have 52 episodes left by week one. This is episode number four forty seven. Yes. Yeah. So perfect. Well, have 52 episodes left by week one. That's exactly what we're going for.
2: Yes. And, and right before the season starts.
0: Yep. And right before next season starts, one more round of rookies and offseason, because that's always the part we enjoy. So why would I cut off the part I enjoy? Let me cut off the part I don't. Um, tonight, we've got news and rumors from around camp, still training camp season, so we'll be covering all of that, uh, including the overuse of has been carted off the field and how we've all become numb to it at this point, I'm pretty sure. Um, We will also talk ADP risers and fallers, and then uh as we'll we'll do the next couple weeks here and then um give you some redraft strategies as you head into your drafts over the next couple weeks before we do that we are drinking because that's kind of what we do around here so let's go ahead and get into a beer or whiskey preview maybe maybe here we go what's fueling beer fueled? Apparently missed a double play ball while I was hitting that drop. Dan, why don't you start us off since Ryan and I already kind of spoiled it for each other?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I I'm obviously I'm not doing bourbon, but uh, I am drinking three Floyds. Is zombie ice? No, zombie ice. good. Is
0: that an ice beer?
1: It is a uh, it <laughs> it is a undead undead double pale. Um. I don't think it's a, I mean, I'm sure it's a true or untrue. They wouldn't call it an ice beer if it wasn't actual. Oh, I'm sure. Like an ice beer. But uh, nine and a half percent, eight and a half percent. Cool. I got to get the tall boy because I was getting water today and I was like, oh, I don't really want a six pack. So I'm just going to get a tall boy. So again, uh, double pale ale, three flights, zombie ice. Nice.
0: All right. I'll go next. Uh, I'm drinking Penelope. So I wanted to do whiskey. I wanted to do something that was widely available. Penelope in several variants is widely available anywhere. This is a barrel strength barrel pick between the St. Louis bourbon society and barrel blends here in St. Louis. Uh, But Penelope recently in the last month or so purchased by MGP or Ross and Squibb. um, They were sourcing from them anyway. Uh, they're kind of blending finishing don't really they're a non-distiller producer but they do fantastic fantastic stuff it's available nationwide so kind of trying to bring some awareness to them for those that aren't initiated yet Um, most of their bottles are going to be between the 60 or the 50 and 80 dollar price point um, and you'll get everything from you know just regular strength to toasted barrels to toast you know toasted bourbons toasted rise single barrel selects takai special finishes like takai uh, rio's honey and amberana you know special releases all the time so constantly changing it and putting fresh things out there also really cool guys that got a lot of money out of that uh that acquisition there bought for over 100 million and you know, the guys there have been nothing but humble to us. So real happy for them too. So happy to feature Trump.
2: Nice. I am drinking a nice Evan Williams straight bourbon with Michigan's own Verners, which is also known as a ginger ale. So you got a highball. Yes. It did, okay. Yep. I was just gonna say that. It's a highball.
0: Which Evan Williams do you got? Is it black label in 1783 or is it the like is yes. it white label?
2: Yep. Black oh you can't even see it, can you? Black label. There you
0: go. You got the regular just the bottom shelf black label. Awesome. Yes. Evan Williams Seven Hill product. Um also very, very good across all their offerings.
2: I love it. I mean, it's especially for the price, you can't go wrong on it. Yeah, but of course it's cheaper it. in it's cheaper there in Missouri, so that's what I liked about it when we were Maybe I'll
0: kill the uh you see that red bottle up there behind me? That's a 12-year, 101-proof Evan Williams from the uh, Evan Williams-Bribbon experience in Louisville. Maybe I'll break that out here later in solidarity. There you go. All right, let's go ahead and get into the news. I'm not going to hit the drop because I really don't want to minimize the baseball game I'm watching again. Uh, Starting off, uh, Jerry Judy carded off with a hamstring injury. So he is week-to-week and is in jeopardy for week one. Broncos running really, really thin in the receiving core right now. Um, with Tim Patrick tearing his Achilles and Jalen Vidal tore a meniscus, and uh, KJ Hamler's missed some time with a heart condition. So, and really, you're looking Marvin Mims and, and Cortland Sutton, and then uh, vote of confidence for Greg Dolchich to start the season.
2: Just when I get ready to drop Greg Dolchich, in one of my leagues, I just drafted him in too. I was like, oh wait, never mind. I probably should hold on to him. Oh, but also, sport. don't don't say about Marvin Mims.
0: Uh, no, he's been a preseason darling, and now he's immediately going to have opportunity,
1: it
2: would seem. Yep, yeah.
1: yep.
0: And You've got to have him
1: in a lot of leagues.
0: And this is going to make, I mean, this is going to make Cortland Sutton also uh, uh, a good, I mean, he's kind of in flyer range, kind of in wide receiver 2-3 range. He's got huge upside, and he's, he's not going to have to compete with Judy to establish that, especially in this new system now to start. Um, I did also, I joked about it a little bit in the intro, but... I just want to point out that carted off doesn't mean the same thing thing in training camp as it does in the regular season. Carted off is very, very much any injury that you, you carted off in the preseason.
1: It it happens a lot. It does, especially when like you have record temperatures in yeah. some of these areas where dehydration could result in you getting carted off.
0: Yep. Yeah. Non non contact is the buzzword you're looking for to be to be scared in training camp. Not carted off. All right, Sam Darnold. This is a dynasty impact, so This should be a decent discussion. Sam Darnold has been named quarterback, two behind Brock Purdy. San Francisco to evaluate what to do with Trey Lance further, but right now it looks like he's going to be the team's quarterback three per Kyle Shanahan. So, you know, another one of these guys that was super raw coming out of college, Anthony Richardson, that got a slight chance to start and then got hurt. I don't want to say he bombed because he didn't have time to bomb. He just got hurt and somebody else took over. Yep. So I joke about the Anthony Richardson thing, but it's not a, a Willis situation where he had the chance and just didn't perform. This is a, a situation where Brock Purdy performed better than anybody could have expected, and now the starting job is is his, a former first-round pick, and Sam
1: Darnold ahead of him, and what do you do with Trey Lance? Boy, I will say this. I have not seen a fumble fucked this badly by a team that had every opportunity to move them over the last year this no. whole offseason
0: you know because they've always had somebody else they didn't need him they just
1: had him and now he's base. he's not worthless he's a 22 year old quarter or a 23 year old you know quarterback with still two years left on his rookie deal in a former top three pick regardless of how you feel about him as a player it, it's I what a highlight just how poorly San Francisco played this just I understand waiting around on, on Brock Purdy but there was never any bad reports after the good reports sort of coming in. There was never any bad speculation after the good reports sort of coming in. And there there is no fucking way that there wouldn't have been teams out there trying to offer deals that would have probably evolved around a couple day two picks. It's just right. Holy shit. But to your dynasty point You can't really drop him. I mean, you can, right? He's not worth much. But he's got to be a hold, right? I mean,
0: he's no. a
2: hold. he's a hard, very hard hold because
0: when he moves <laughs> somewhere
1: else, his stock's gonna go
2: up. Yeah, you can't do anything with him because he's worth nothing right now. So you're basically, you can him away literally, for you can
1: try to buy low if, if somebody is trying to sell him for a, like a third or fourth round pick and super, like, again, it, it's like he's not worth shit in a single QB, right? The right. only actual value that comes with them is a two QB super flex system or multiple quarterback start league where there is still value to him. Cause Ryan mentioned wherever, or, or, or as Hopper mentioned, wherever he goes, it's a bump in value. And a lot of rumors, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of Vikings fans are talking. I was on board with this in March. I, I, I think it'd be a pretty bad waste of resources. Yeah. At the this Vikings, point, I would not be traded for him. The Vikings, the Vikings
0: would be a bad race, waste of resources. But if I am Green Bay, if I am Washington, if I am Atlanta, Atlanta Tampa, Bay. Tampa Bay, one of these teams that doesn't have a solution right now, why not try to take a flyer on that? If you're just rolling, you know, Tampa Bay is rolling former, also Boston Baker Mayfield and late round picking Kyle Trask. And Atlanta's rolling Desmond Ritter, who, you know, Honestly, I think it's pretty comparable to Kellen Mond. He's now on his third team. You got, um, you
1: know, the Cardinals, the Cardinals just required another fucking draft pick. Like you could they take three traces flyer. You can li- yeah. literally take one of the easiest flyers in the book and say, hey, if Clayton Tune struggles or you try to play Lance over him while you wait for Murray. Right, I, I, I know I'm not on the trade that maybe and, Murray won't even play this year, and at then all. you
0: have an asset you can move for even higher. <laughs> right. But we don't know what San we don't know what San Francisco's
1: asking, and San Francisco
0: always does seem to have a, uh, they always seem to have quarterback injury troubles. So it wouldn't be, Darnold's not a model of health. Purdy with the UCL injury last year, it wouldn't be, would not be outrageous for, um. Trey Lance to find himself in starting duty there, but if I'm one of these teams that doesn't have a long term answer, like Green Bay, like Washington, like Tampa Bay, um, I want to be on the phone with that, and I want to be figuring out what, you know, what, what's it cost, and what, what can I do to try to get him in and at least give him a look.
1: There's so many teams, the Raiders we didn't mention. Uh, I I'd say yeah. the Saints, the Saints, like. <laughs>
2: I don't think he the Raiders needs... would take him. I think the Raiders are almost like in that like tank mode in a way.
0: Well, they don't have, yeah, but you he can cut,
2: like there's
1: tank and you so don't get much upside him. If he... You just gotta yeah. get a look at him. It's well, fucking Jimmy yeah, G behind him, like yeah, but you could say there's some upside, WG.
2: but he's never showed that upside. So like it's
0: Jesus. I almost Pitt... feel like it's over. Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. not over. It's not. Yeah, Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, I'm... it's yeah. Not...
0: It's not. It's not over. Right, it's not over for Trey Lance because a high on pick with that much talent isn't just gonna go away. He's gonna jump a couple teams. He's gonna get. You you can't guarantee he's gonna get another shot, but he's gonna get moved to places where he has a chance to catch on a couple more times before it's it's done. It's not over because he flamed out in in San Francisco, and again, it's not over because he didn't. It's the Rosen thing, right? Rosen never caught on. Yes, but. Rosen had one bad season in Arizona, went to a new regime, and they moved on from him. He had other chances to catch on. Now, Josh Rosen sucks, so he didn't. For for Trey Lance, who's very, very raw, he very well could have other, uh, will have other chances to to catch on because it's not like he played and sucked. He hasn't done anything. He didn't have a chance to do anything because he got hurt, and then Brock Purdy played, well and they didn't move away from what was working for him I and mean, you can't really fault san francisco for that but holding him if you believe birdie was your guy is is a mistake there
2: yeah but how like if you say if he he didn't fail and say like where how where's he succeed at like kyle shane had pretty much take garbage and make it a quarterback that works in the system he trey lance has f- not been working in his he, system because he keeps getting hurt
0: he didn't fail and that's that's where it's at right and it it's not even a matter of it's a lottery ticket it's not a matter of he has to go somewhere he's absolutely going to succeed. You can't think of Trey Lance as he was this first round pick that's the surefire thing and the next thing and the waiting, but especially in superflex, you can think of it as a lottery ticket where you're thin on quarterbacks with extremely high upside, especially right now when the value is super low.
2: I really wonder if this quarterback like thing was for did Kyle Shanahan want him, or was it? John Lynch, I really wanted. I mean, Trey that's Lynch, been
1: their. I mean, you know? that's been their biggest it for problem. A while, it
0: was probably Lynch, but,
1: but since it's like that's been their issue since in San Francisco too. Is is that Kyle Shannon probably wanted Mac Jones up until the last hour, and then it was all about the upside and the raw potential upside of mm-hmm. Trey Lynch, just given his athletic measurables. Yeah, What's what it's always been, and, and that's what the league has shifted to. Because that's what you got in Mahomes, which you had in Josh Allen, which you had in Jalen Hurts. Obviously, yeah, but besides Josh Allen, clicked. these
2: guys—what's that? These quarterbacks have clicked, though. Like you know, Trey Lance really has a click. That's I why mean, they he, took a he, chance. On
1: That's why they took a chance on Trey Lance because he looks like them athletically. Of yeah. course, there's chances that he's gonna bust. The same thing with Anthony Richardson. The same reason guys like Kellen Mond got drafted in the third round. They're taking chances on these mobile quarterbacks. I, I, I know it's a bit of a stretch to say that, but still. They're, they're thinking, No, it's not. They're they're you, you're right. Well, it's, awesome. it's Desmond
0: then. Ritter. It's Mond. It's Tune. It's these guys that are athletic and can move. that teams want to get a look at because if they can throw it all or they can mold them at all, you have that ground game upside.
1: I'm going to fucking laugh when San Francisco flops this year because it's right. Purdy's not that good at football. No, there's literally nothing athletic about him. It's why. Shanahan has a good job of finding these shit quarterbacks. Making him but look he does dear. just he- enough to mask every fucking weakness they have. Except when That's you actually watch him play, he yeah. is so close to, to throwing interceptions, get his wide receivers f- f- fucking killed. It's like Jimmy G all over again. He throws high over the middle. You won't have any playmakers left, and then we're going to watch Brock Purdy get exposed. It, it, it's it's Shannon is obsessed with these types of quarterbacks, and what has it actually got him?
0: A good Nothing. running game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like
1: he's kind uh, of like he took advantage of what may have been the, the the greatest discrepancy of conferences in the NFL that we've ever seen in last year. He had all to right. beat two fucking teams last year. That's a wish two teams. And he had, he has one of the best collections of playmakers on a team in the league. And then somebody named Brock Purdy, which I've always okay. enjoyed Brock Purdy until Pretty much post-freshman season is when the real Brock Purdy came out.
0: I enjoyed like, Brock Purdy for that one year he was in before. It went bad. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. No, but I,
0: know. I, I really he wish player profile home. did this is his rates, right? Instead of counting stats for like interceptable passes and danger plays. Purdy didn't play that much. He had 17 danger plays and 12 interceptable passes. So, I mean, he, well, I guess he did.
1: They just found ways to beat not so good teams. Well, that's that's just really what they did. Last. You have a they, good they running the softest game, softest rosters. Yeah, and they traded for you know McCaffrey, yeah. they're one of the easiest schedules the rest of the season last year.
0: Yeah, you have a good running game, you can get away with a little bit of that, but that's you know,
1: yeah. I uh, the NFC is also weak again this year, so San Francisco doesn't have to do too much to get yeah. out of it, but the West has somewhat improved outside of. You know, the Cardinals, but
0: the difference between Trey Lance and Anthony Richardson is very slim. Let's put it that way.
1: A Rich was able to at least do it against Power Five teams. Well, yeah, but A Rich almost got best every game.
0: But skill set. And yes, A Rich also And Josh got Allen was one of game. the
1: worst quarterback prospects like nearly ever. Like, All right,
0: you <laughs> shut your mouth. Josh <laughs> Allen was a goddamn godsend and a saint. There was no way he nah, was.
1: It's bother. a goddamn send to you. Yeah, I know. I know. But because Wyoming is so trashed Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Homie such a power out. It's <laughs> the only team that wanted him.
0: And how's Josh Allen doing?
1: He hit. He is one in a million. He is literally a unicorn, and I love him for it. And I'm going to keep general. him in your league that I have now picked him up because he's the only player that I think is worth keeping.
0: Hell yeah! All right. Anything else on that?
2: No. No, we talked about it for like 15 minutes, so I think we're pretty good now. Too much
0: Brock Purdy. <laughs> all right. Oh, there was no Bro There was hardly any Brock Purdy in that. It was all
2: trade lands. <laughs> exactly. Too much Brock
1: Purdy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Browns have named Joshua Dobbs the backup over Kellen Mond and Dorian Thompson Robinson.
2: Hang on. Well, hold on there. No, they didn't. They traded oh. jo- D- Dobbs out. Oh, they traded really- Dobbs you-
0: now. I haven't seen
1: yeah. that. Yeah. The, the, the Cardinals. That's why Nick asked who the guy was. that got traded.
0: Oh, hey, He was already drinking whiskey and already made yes. these notes when that happened. Josh Dobbs traded to the Cardinals for some draft pick, comp-
1: a draft pick. fifth round pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, fifth round pick.
0: All right, cool. So Dorian Thompson Robinson might be the backup there after all.
1: He is, and he is they the Browns, the Browns were going to the Browns were going to waive Mon, and then when they traded Dobbs, they, the they rescinded offer. the waiver, rescinded the
0: waiver, so they kept moned. yeah,
1: so they kept never mon- mind. Just kidding, guys. Mon yeah. yourself third. <laughs> Great quarterback.
2: Told you. Oh yeah.
0: Well, all right. Good for them. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Josh Dobbs. I guess you're going to Arizona to be a third string quarterback.
2: The starting are over Aiden O'Connell, aka Farva.
0: Farva's not in Arizona.
2: I thought Aiden O'Connell was in Arizona.
0: No, Aiden O'Connell's in Vegas.
2: Oh, I'm thinking the wrong guy. I'm thinking, of Clayton, yeah, Tune, thinking right? Clayton Tune. You're thinking Clayton Tune, who's way yeah. better than Aiden. Hey, no, hey, no, yeah,
0: anyway. The Nate O'Connell, anyway, yes, That's I like, I did see the shirt and I love that. I right <laughs> looked like Farva, play like Favre. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has been granted until Tuesday to seek a trade. There are two offers on the table for the Colts right now. Miami is confirmed to be one of those two teams.
2: He ain't going nowhere. No, what is up with Miami and like wanting all these running backs? Like, Every time, like a running back, like it's always rumored they oh, go to there. Don't. Have and, you seen? Have you seen and, the running none back? None of them core? goes to my and and yet they picked none of them. Have you seen yeah, the we, running
0: back room?
1: Yeah. we
2: have Leonard Fournette, you still have Kareem Hunt out there. It's like, well, what are those? No, they want to give had. up
1: a day two pick for Jonathan Taylor.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, when they just spent
1: a day two pick on chain. who's hurt, hurt. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. God. Yeah, it, I I mean they are, and I think the problem with Taylor is that they're not going to get a trade done. Right, the Colts aren't going to get what they want out of him, and no team is no. going to give that up for a running back.
1: And he's a free agent after this season, like his for entire... a rental running
0: back that you have to be willing yeah. to pay if you make that trade. Otherwise, you're just doing it for nothing. Like they're not going to trade him for what his performance is worth, right? right. I mean, they they'd have to be willing to accept pennies on the dollar for what they've invested in him to To trade him, it's not gonna happen.
2: Yeah, so bad. Yeah, it's not Christian McCaffrey type of compensation you know, that we're talking about here.
0: No, so not at all.
2: A lot of teams are looking at like you know third round picks plus a player. Like no one's really hired offered any more than a second. I think just second by itself. But basically, a lot of them have been third and, and later. even
1: then, I think that's too much. Like I like I love JT. I don't know run run if to... he's worth the day two pick. I'm like, given uh, like. A one-year rental, you better be, like, Miami would make you better sense, be obviously, I don't because even they're know. a playoff-bound team or a playoff potential team. So I, I can yeah. see that, but...
0: You don't like, even know if he's healthy.
1: That, and, and, like... That's right. You don't know if you're going to have him beyond that. So you're giving up a day-two pick for a player who may be gone and may give you nothing. Like, it just... I can see two day threes. I can see maybe, you know, a fourth and a fifth or see some, like, conditionals that could become a third or second, right. which would probably be the most would make the most sense. So but like I just if, don't see that happening in general. I don't either.
2: Like yeah. it's too, like we are
1: so close to the season. He like, he hasn't played. He like, he wants to be paid like a top back, like the top back, which he just, he, he, which he, he doesn't have. To get.
0: The, well, I mean, he could, he could, I don't know that he's worth McCaffrey money. He doesn't do half the thing. McCaffrey is
1: not. Yeah. Beachen's the highest per you know per year paid running back at this point. Like
0: well, he's on a rookie. yeah, because he where he got he's drafted. The top
1: six, big, right? I, oh God, I, I which just, is insane.
0: But so you throw that out, and then you figure that so dumb. JT doesn't do half the shit McCaffrey does. You look, no, you, no exactly. You're probably looking at Derrick Henry
1: as a comp. You're hoping, wise. You're hoping he's Derrick Henry, and he's already now been battling. You know, yeah. these lingering, you know, these mm-hmm. lingering injuries after fucking nearly a thousand touches in college. Like
0: Yeah. That's he that's was always exactly
1: a one he was always a rookie a contract guy for me. Like mm-hmm. I hope I'm Ron, but I it's he's he's always been on sale at this point. Like it's you got yeah. your two years out of him, three years, and that's about it. Yep.
2: Well the NFL has already written it out. Like basically these running backs don't matter. And then you look at like next year's draft class. Yep. And next year track class looks even stronger as a running back. So it's like the leverage they have now is not even there anymore. It's they like,
0: haven't they have none because yeah. you can just draft the next back and not the first round and you know not a top six pick and get a value financially to spend that salary count money elsewhere. Because I mean what's kind of being proven right now is that running backs are treated like they're a dime a dozen. You know, it isn't pass rush, you know, it isn't quarterbacks, you know, it isn't wide receivers.
2: It's not lineman. It's not defensive ends. It's not anything else that's really important. Like it's just and every position. draft
1: class, like right after the seventeen. Like every draft class since the seventeen class has been disappointing. Like yeah. relative to the hype they've gotten during their years, has been disappointing, pretty, pretty disappointing. And and if it's not for that seventeen class, we're looking at a pretty barren running back landscape for dynasty and and. We're gonna keep seeing that. Like, like Brees Hall getting hurt was just like what like what the fuck? If Bijan gets hurt, God forbid. Yeah. Like, but that's McCaffrey's exact- a top five running back in Dynasty, and he's 27, 28 years old. And that's the other he, thing. He's on know, the brink. The
0: injury volatility <laughs> yeah. is is insane
1: there. Oh, it's so nuts. It's McCaffrey
0: like, missed a couple seasons with with injury.
1: Yeah. You've had and now we see RB1 in redraft for most people. Again. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I, I love it is, this game, guys. This David Johnson game.
0: fell off a cliff. Alvin Kamara has been really relatively inconsistent. Mixon never really hit. Michelle, who was supposed to be one of the top backs out of that class, is already retired because of injuries.
1: Uh, Todd really doesn't have knees. Uh, Delvin Cook, his efficiency the- dropped through a cliff after, yep. you know, he got ran down in Minnesota. You know, uh, Fournette's going on his third and fourth team. Like, yeah. And guys like, you know, Nick Chubb is like the one bright spot that no one ever talks about. And he, this is the first time I think in his fantasy career since his rookie year that I've been excited to try to draft him. Yeah.
0: And then you look at right, you look at J.K. Dobbins has been relatively yeah. relatively hurt. hurt most of the time. And Najee Harris has been
2: Swift, super mediocre inefficient.
0: Swift yeah. has been hurt, hurt for a lot of it. Javonta Williams hurt. Actually,
2: it hurts. Swift has not been hurt that often. Like, like yeah, he he's been banged some up guys. a bunch. He hasn't
0: yeah. had the major injury, but he's definitely missed time banged up, and they had to take it... steps to protect him. And he, he never
2: became
1: a bell Call, which Be is, bell is what I think a lot of us thought he would become. He he ended up being
0: Miles Sanders was hurt. Yeah. Was hurt and and ineffective. David Montgomery was actually another relatively solid player for where he was drafted to this point hasn't missed a lot of time, hasn't been hyper efficient, hasn't been hyper inefficient, but wasn't a super high he's round been guy. Pick. He's, he's been, <laughs> he's he's been, been, been a, a guy that's been serviceable, but you're he's not somebody that commands top dollar. Yeah. And then you look at things like Damian Pierce and Tyler Algier for last year that you get for third round value and stick James Robinson's to run. James Robinson, right.
1: Phillip Lindsay.
0: Well, yeah, they were both kind of flashes in the pan, but yeah, those are all guys that are flashes back to back
1: thousand yard rusher. Well, Austin Eckler, he was uh, undrafted. Yeah, oh man, he is he is like he's the Adam Thielen of running backs. He is a I'm going to will myself into becoming something in the NFL. Yeah, and he's awesome. I love Austin Eckler.
0: Yeah, they these are these flash in the pan guys that you can get late round or undrafted and you put them behind an O line or a good scheme and they produce. So why do you need to pay a running back twenty million a year, or even th- or even fifteen?
1: Unless you're Arthur Smith, <laughs> and you want to give him four hundred touches a year on average, and then a <laughs> B-Gen is going to be done. Isn't
0: B-Gen only making thirteen though?
1: I, I don't know like 13, he's five. making He's I think the it's most like 13, per five. year. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's not high a dollar. So, but
1: let's... that will increase though. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll give him. Them... You know, 400 touches every year unless he gets hurt or banged up and misses time. He's going to have so much work. Like he, like... I don't
0: know. There was an athletic report that came out today that just said, uh, or no, it was an NBC sports report that said, uh, particularly related to fantasy, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't be drafting Bejean in top 10 because Atlanta still plans to use Algier.
2: Was that Peter King that said that? That was
0: Peter King, yeah. Which he hasn't been the same since Sports Illustrated went downhill, but <laughs>
2: yeah
1: they're going to get beach. They're going to get beach and four to touch it. It's a taller Aldridge is going to still have somehow some way like 150 and be yeah. flex worthy. Like that's just, that's all like, and it it's in the best division to do that in, because there's no really good team in that division. So, Oh, did the, uh, did the Cubs get a run
0: extra innings? Cubs just put up two. So uh, there wasn't even twins just the extra a, base runner. So
1: twins got three in the bottom of the eighth at, to take a two-run lead going in the top of the ninth, so it was
0: three-three top of the tenth, and they just put two across, so that's Gosh. good. Runner on second, still.
1: Why is the AL Central so shitty? Still nobody out. No, I don't know. The AL Central sucks. Baseballs feels like the NL Central too. Also feels like the same thing. Yeah, well, the I NL Central at least has
0: more than one team that's five games over five. <laughs> I
1: know it's I know it. <laughs> It's like the slightly better version of the AO Central.
0: They have three, but yeah, nobody's lighting that on fire by any yeah, means. Yeah, but still, they two of their teams are in wildcard contention, and that's baseball. Back to football.
2: Yes.
0: Um. It all is. right. Anything else on Taylor?
2: No. No. All
0: right. Corey Davis has retired from the NFL after six seasons. Solid number two. Just, Just never quite hit. Never quite hit at his draft capital. Probably could have hung around for a little while longer, but decided to hang him up. Uh immediate implications on this for redraft is that Alan Lazard should easily be the wide receiver two for the Jets. And he has a rapport with Rodgers. so expect maybe some more floor-like performances out of him. Wide receiver three, four in PPR type stuff. Nothing amazing. No. And that's that's that.
1: Has there been any reports as to why a, a Davis retired? I don't I haven't dove hard into it, but
0: no, there, there really hasn't been. He his
1: in his statement
0: didn't even say retiring; it said stepping away for this year. So I don't know if it's mental health or
1: injury related. I would, I would assume mental. Yeah, just the grind assume,
0: wearing on him or whatever.
1: So yeah, I mean it's. Your top five pick that doesn't really hit—it's it can be tough on. He was on already on individual. his
0: second team though, and it was kind of accepted. He never took a lot of hate for it, I don't think, because Tennessee. Didn't I'm saying for him, the like
1: like to, internalizing the fact that he yeah. he was this top prospect, he was expected to do more, and in yeah, with with injuries and Tennessee probably not being a good landing spot in hindsight, that it's just kind of
0: it sucks. Mm-hmm. Just kind of
1: where we're at. Yeah. Yep.
0: It does. Um number one receiver on our first draft class. So
1: there's that They'll always have a special place in their hearts. Yep. For that exact reason. All right.
0: Uh, DJ Chark expected to miss time uh, to start the season with a hamstring injury. Uh, so out in Carolina with Chark out and Terrace Marshall dealing with a back injury, it's,
1: Looking a Jonathan lot like Mingo Jonathan time.
0: Mingo is going to get some early run here.
1: Yeah, let's go. That's what these guys need. One injury away.
0: And Jonathan Mingo is a large guy that is really athletic and showed some ability in college. I'm excited for that.
2: Me too. Well,
1: Bryce Young can put it on him. Which it's, a good late round. Bryce... it's a good late-round flyer right there.
2: Who who's had to jump and throw it till so that we can throw over the offensive lineman?
0: Bryce has been fine.
2: I don't know, but I'm, I'm just, it was just for a laugh. He's 5'10.
0: Oh, <laughs> thank you. I'm 5'10. Shut up. <laughs> Actually, 5'10 and three quarters. We round up, but still. Uh, Let's see. Jackson, Jackson Smith in Jigba, also being reported as a week one long shot for Seattle against the Rams. He's dealing with a hand injury, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, he broke his wrist. wrist, wrist actually, is what wrist, happened.
0: So, yep, yep, yeah He's a long shot for week one. So, you know, more Lockett and Metcalf to start off. At, it, it is what it is. There. I mean, JSN's didn't have the best year one outlook because of the mouths to feed there. So, just <laughs> that is what it is. Yep. Uh, Terry McLaurin is dealing with turf toe again. I feel like there's always something that nags him all year. Uh, so instead of
1: being a Washington.
0: Yeah, so just something to monitor. MRI showed nothing severe. So just something to pay attention to and something to.
2: That's one player I'm actually fading now in ADP. Basically, like, I know I'm not going to be able to draft him because I'm going to drop him so far and he's going to go before that. But I wouldn't take him anywhere before the seventh round just because that turf toe tends to linger. I mean, look what happened to Devontae Adams a few years ago, back when he had turf toe and he was under a thousand yards and didn't even get like double digit touchdowns.
1: Like and can we really expect like Washington. Sam Howell and Washington no. to like to like even support a top fifteen receiver? Like McLaurin would have to be hyper efficient, which is not really what he does. And Washington I mean, have to throw the ball enough to be there. He's
0: more efficient than you think. Hold on. I'm gonna pull that up. And that that's kind of what it comes that's kind of where the value comes in at is he's he actually is more efficient than I think a lot of people realize. I was looking at this the other day as I was doing my... Gary Terry? He was used more
1: downfield last
0: he's, year. He's 7th in yards per target. He's ninth in receiving yards. He was 12th in unrealized air yards, which is kind of nice. 4th in deep targets. Um, He was... Where's his yak? 11th in yards per reception. 12th in yards per team pass attempt. So, I mean... He's a top twelve receiver in the league across most efficiency metrics. Right? It, it's I mean, quarterback accuracy wasn't wasn't great for him last year either. He was sixty first in his target accuracy. and only was seventieth in catchable target rate, and he still managed to be top twelve in most of his efficiency metrics. So, just just saying to say he's not not hyper efficient. He's actually he's more efficient than. Thank you're 17th in yards after the catch i finally found it so i i, I mean 17th and yak and 12th and unrealized air yards is a pretty good combination you're not he's not gonna hit wide receiver one by any means but that efficiency easily puts him in high three to mid two range in my opinion so and that was with bad quarterback play last year it's not like he had anybody there that was setting the world on fire for him he goes from from bad quarterback in, in inconsistent starters to maybe at least consistent starters. It's not an upgrade, but I don't think it's a significant downgrade from what he dealt with. But,
1: yeah, yeah. No, nope, nope. And you're right. It's you know, 51st and route win rate, like he yeah. is a middle of the road wide receiver
0: with good that does good things with got, the ball in yeah, his hands that and gets got some, deep. So
1: that got that got a good amount of downfield work last
2: that year, which yeah. is
1: ultimately what you want from a guy like him. Yep.
2: And I was going to try bashing him, too, but I couldn't because in our consistency score uh, that you can find at seventeenth. Pretty, pretty consistent. Wide receivers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't pretty consistent, but I mean, ranked 17th, but he had more he averaged more wide receiver two weeks than he did anything else. I mean, he had a couple wide receiver one week. Sounds like a hopper injury. receiver right there. If yeah, I've but
0: it, it's floor and that's with some upside and that's where he's being drafted <laughs> at anyway. So, I mean, that's that's fine you worry about the turf toe but this is the guy that's almost always playing banged up it seems like and still manages to produce so i i get the turf toe concerns but i don't know i'm not he's not somebody i'm fading he's not somebody that i'm reaching on it's just if it's somebody that falls to me and especially if i'm running back heavy at the beginning and i'm looking for some some wide receiver upside like i'm not shying away from it there's a lot of people i'd feel worse with. I don't want to
2: do more time to go like Jahan Dotson at this point, though, over Terry McLaurin.
0: The problem with Dotson is you're projecting the step, right, with, again, equal quarterback play and everything like that. I like Dotson. I've always been a fan of of Dotson. The thing is, though, is you're projecting him to take a step without the infrastructure around him. And all you're projecting out of McLaurin is for him to stay consistent with what he's done the last several years, also with crap, crap infrastructure around him. Dodson was a lot like Pickens last year, where he's very, very much deep throw touchdown dependent. And I like both guys to take a step forward this year, but to say I would take him over, you know, more of a proven path like McLaurin, I'm not going that
1: far. He is going two full rounds behind McLaurin. I, I I, like Dotson. I want to like Dodson. I don't love him as a top of the seventh round pick. Yeah. They're, they're, in, in what world do we think that Washington can support two wide receiver twos? We don't. Reason. You, uh, you got to be projecting yeah. Dotson and, to overtake
0: McLaurin, and I'm not. And we
1: and we know that Dotson's going to be coming off of a touchdown regression, just given the his high touchdown rate from last year. It's just not going to stick. Like it's just it's it's not a it's why it's, which is why we don't hone in on touchdown numbers in general. Like it, it's yeah. it's a very
0: fluky number. So Dotson and Pickens are like best ball darlings to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because
1: that, they're uh, yeah.
0: They're both guys that relied a lot on the one big catch, the touchdown with major yardage associated to it. Pickens, I think, has a little bit higher of a ceiling than Dotson does and a little bit higher of a floor, but they're real, real similar
1: in my mind. Uh, so it's also hurt last year.
0: He was. I, I can't believe
1: he was odd enough, if I remember correctly.
0: he. Yeah, I, mean, I thought he missed a stretch just kind of in the middle there. And then when he came back, a lot of the – Hype around Dotson comes around the fact that at the end of the year, he was doing more that just wasn't one catch stuff. If I remember correctly, he was going four or five for yes, yeah, four, seven, nine, six. So he missed week four through ten, but the last missed- five, five weeks of the season. No, sorry. It was really he good. Weeks, actually, he missed, he missed weeks six. five through nine. He, he missed five, weeks through, five nine. through nine. That's right. Yeah, five through nine. But the last four of the season, his targets were nine, six, nine, seven, and four. Receptions five, four, six, three, and three. One game over hundred yards. Um, two over seventy-five. One over fifty. One below fifty. Um, touchdowns not there. But I mean, he was he was basically performing Lazard with upside. The back part of last season.
1: I mean, he is – they're entrenched too at this point. So maybe you'll see a 1A, 1B or a 2A, 2B situation as he starts to eat into more of McLaurin's load. I mean, Dawson's got to be considered the future with them giving up a first-round pick for them, and McLaurin's going to likely become a free agent within a a couple years. And I think he is, and I think that you'll see him progress. I don't know that he overtakes Terry,
0: but – and I also don't – I'm with you. They don't support two. High-end twos or ones that could support two threes, two low-end twos. Both guys are going to be relevant, maybe at different points, maybe at the same point. Neither of them have extreme upside. But both should be relatively consistent. Yes. Chase McLaughlin has won the Bucks kicker gig this year. Joey Sly has beat out Michael Badgley for the commander's kicker job this year and uh is it devon or devon devon hane devon hane devon hane devon chain. i don't know why my it's the whiskey yeah devon chain. <laughs> uh, classified as week-to-week
2: shoulder injury he'd be all right
0: he'd be all right a- eventually all right let's get into some rumors uh so this is the news around training camp that doesn't really count as news because it's not substantial, but it is what people are reporting on. And some of these are repeat reports, so they're worth paying attention to. Starting with, Kyron Williams could have a bigger impact in the passing game where he is excelling. This is his second report over two weeks about Kyron Williams' involvement in the passing game and Rams training camp. They need pass catchers. I'm actually starting to believe some of the smoke around this. I don't like Kyron Williams as a hyper-efficiency guy or even an every down back but as a third down back in a PPR league on a team that desperately needs pass catchers behind Cooper cup, I couldn't buy it.
1: I, I no, I'm like, that's great. (laughs) I'm very, I'm very happy for him. Like maybe he can become a Chris Thompson at at a, you know, five, 865 pounds soaking wet. Maybe, but no, no, Late Brown and your bench stash, sure. You know, first and first out kind of guy. That's that, fine. I will never say no to a player if that's your guy, right? If he's your last pick of your rookie draft and you want to hold on to him. You know, just or in case. Your regular you know,
0: draft. His best comp's James White. So I mean, there's that. He's not hyper athletic by any means. There's not a lot to make no. you say, hey. He's gonna do this. He needs volume.
1: Yeah, he needs. He needs yeah. Matthew Stafford and to like, that did, like is a lot the of checkdowns.
0: And that is the only reason I buy this <laughs> is because the Rams desperately need somebody other than Cooper Cup to catch, catch passes. They you don't, don't believe in Puka? No, they don't have a
1: lot. They no, don't have a lot on the offensive
0: out. line, which opens up the checkdown in the screen game.
1: And he needs Matthew Stafford to stay alive just long enough to get the ball to him when he's <laughs> running for his life.
0: Right behind an offensive line (laughs) that doesn't really
1: exist on a team where Cooper Cup—it's
0: Cooper Cup and nobody to catch passes. Sorry, Ben Scrannick, and that's the only reason I buy this because actually, Cup Light, there could be volume.
1: (laughs) I I mean, it's like Cooper Cup Ice, right? I mean, it's (laughs) it's terrible. (laughs) It's like Cooper Cup Light. Yeah, it's yeah. No, I mean, hey, if it happens, it happens. I, I I I'm. You second, spun a good narrative, like you spun the right narrative. Second
0: report on it, right? I'm just saying, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not standing for Kyron Williams by any means. I don't. This, I don't like. News Ky-
1: S7 Hopper stands Kyron Williams. He is now his guy. He has finally reverted on a running back he's hated to now love. Hopper. It's only taken seven years for this to happen, but Hopper I didn't ever hate Kyron Williams
0: player. because everybody hated Kyron Williams. That was not the guy that. <laughs> that i hated last year
1: i know i'm I, I know
0: i usually hate somebody that has obvious red flags that nobody else wants to acknowledge cam makers. Cam same team <laughs> um josh downs has been a volume target in the preseason and training camp NBC sports is touting his 448 speed so he can turn quickly he's playing ahead of isaiah mckenzie in the slot all right let's break this down Josh Downs is a volume target and draining camp, playing exclusively out of the slot. Probably true. It's a safety position. He works nothing but shallow. He's going to average like six yards per reception. I, I believe that wholeheartedly that he's getting enough volume to where he's probably going to be the wide receiver too, averaging shit yards per reception and put up like seven hundred yards and two touchdowns or
1: whatever. Um, he will never be more than a wide receiver four. No, In like he won't. Eighty percent of his weeks, he may be floor. But why are you targeting a wide receiver on a offense with a brand new rookie quarterback who's extremely raw? And will probably run the football a bunch. Like because the Colts will yeah. throw the football the least amount of times this year. It's almost guaranteed.
0: And also, I just want to point out the misuse of forty time. Four four eight speed one is not fast for a wide receiver. It's it's right around average. And second off, it has nothing to do with your ability to turn quickly upfield or pivot quickly nope. up speed upfield. That's your burst and your agility.
1: That is straight line speed of four four eight, and that is not burn. And Josh Downs is like a hundred and sixty pounds. Like he's small, isn't he? He's really small, yeah. He's small. Yeah, but he's so that speed B- score is it's like Jordan Addison, but Addison, it's, you know, at least it's but, better
0: uh, Addison's a good route runner with extremely good agility. That is not what Downs is.
1: <laughs> no, no. that. Downs, it's a, I guess right now, a slot small possession receiver, even though he should be a little more of a deep threat. But, yeah. Nope. I, agree. I don't care about the Colts number two. I don't really care about the Colts number one. And I love Pittman. It hurts. Yeah.
0: It's because it's a running quarterback. Um, yep. That in Sam Laporta,
1: maybe Goff's favorite target, not named Amon Ross St. Brown. I do not care about any pass catchers in Detroit, not named Amon Rossi, But that dude is going to lead the league in targets this year.
2: Good chance. Yeah, you love Jameer Gibbs, though, and don't sleep on David Montgomery.
0: Yes, no, don't sleep on David Montgomery. No.
2: I I like
0: I like Laporta, especially in Dynasty. Redraft rookie tight ends that are maybe's or waiver wire pickups, not draft picks.
1: They are they are streamers at the very 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 little best. Their waiver wire pickups yeah. after they do something. Yeah, you don't, go, and then they don't do anything for you for three weeks. So you drop them. Then they do something again. Like we, we, right. we know what this game looks like, Hopper. We've been there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Josh Jacobs remember to report to the Raiders before Week One. He remains unsigned. I think he'll be. You I think he'll be there before Week One? Is
1: basically what this is. It's very uh, hard for for any of these players to really take time off. Like you can't really hold out anymore.
0: No, you can't.
1: You can't do uh he's gonna
0: play. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's gonna no, play. We won't. All
0: right. Uh Khalil Shakir falling to fifth on the Bills depth chart for the athletics, sitting behind Trent Shurfield and Deontay Hardy, uh, which is not exactly tough competition. What do you make about Khalil Shakir not
1: practice squad on baby for a second day, yeah, great a, training? Uh he was uh, he was balls. a fifth round pick. He was a fifth, I mean, it was an uphill battle. We liked him. Obviously, but we didn't like him. We loved him. I mean, we were big fans. But he was yes. a fifth round pick with some opportunity last year. And when he got the opportunity, the Bills decided to bring in John Brown and Cole Beasley back. Um, he has an even easier wide receiver room this year, and he's you know fifth in the depth chart, so probably dead. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. Un Unfortunately, <laughs>
1: like yeah. Maybe, yeah,
0: probably dead. And probably for dynasty, dead. it's, I mean, you maybe you could drop next the, off season and then
1: drop if he doesn't it, catch on this year. I mean, it's shrinking. shadow league, shallow bench. It's all based on your league, right? It's based all based on, on your roster size. If you're and what, you
0: have, what I would so. consider a normal size dynasty league. You're probably in a position. Especially if you do two year taxi squad, you're probably in a position to hold him one more season
1: before. he's one of the first players you probably cut. Getting honestly. into if that drop like, season, yeah, yeah. For a guy that may be hitting this year, he might be like an in season. You know, it might cut. be an in
0: season cut, cut. Yeah. if he doesn't hit me halfway through the season. I mean, these are training <laughs> camp reports, and Deontay Hardy and Trent Turfield have been wrong long enough to know that they're not exactly anything. So yeah.
1: I'm glad you're still holding on hope. I hope you're right. Just I a little bit. Right. I know, me too. Just a little bit of hope. I don't like giving. Bit.
0: I've always been the type that believes in development. So I don't believe in giving up on a day three pick because you're already developed guys. They're going to be day one, day two. So I don't really believe in giving up on a day three pick that you saw something in in his second year. I think you got to get to at least year three before you you cut ties if you can stomach it with the roster construction. So if it's somebody you truly believed in, yeah, Khalil Shakir was a guy for a lot of people. You have to like him. It's true. Yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah. exactly. All right. All right. So I got a strong storm coming. So if I cut out, I might be done.
0: No, that's cool. We're gonna do beer review right now. Review. All right, Dan, go ahead and start
1: again. I am drinking three Floyd's is zombie ice. This is a double pale ale. They call it an undead double pale undead metal. Um, it's got a lot of body to it like it's, it's got a, you know, richness in its hop and aromas, Um, you get a good juiciness from those hops. You get some bitterness, you get some of the malt there. Obviously it's a very well balanced and concoct pale ale. It's, it's just, it's good. Like it's one of these types of beers where you don't have to say a lot because A3 flights, you know, they're going to generally make these styles really well. And, um, if you drink a lot of doubles, even you know double dry hops, you already know what to expect from these. So, it's a good representation of the of of what they're doing. Dude,
2: you know, I love Three Floyd's beers. Like anytime I see them, I always grab them off the shelf. I'm like, oh, I gotta try that one. Oh, I gotta try that one. Yeah, every one I've had so far, like I, I have not like said like anything bad about. I think positive. Uh,
1: I think Gumballhead's pretty overrated, but uh, and their sours are just like aggressively tart when they don't need to be, but. The barrel-aged program, like Dark is great. You know, their barley wines so have always been solid. Um, And the price doesn't seem so bad when everyone else is also now increasing it. So, three flights is good. And their rep are on my neighbor. You know, their rep in my territory is fucking awesome, so.
2: Good relationship yeah. there, right?
1: Yeah. I, uh, you know, when you work in this industry, you meet a lot of the same people in your roles, obviously. So, you See him all the time at, at beer festivals, he bitch and complain about the same things. <laughs>
2: Damn customers, and they don't want to sell that. You know, the, the, buy this many cases from you and you're trying to sell them. That you many gotta, cases. It, it, it
1: worked well for me coming from the other side of the industry where I was basically trained to say no. So, I, I, I already knew what to expect from someone in my position because I used to tell people my position no all the time. So, I hate salespeople. <laughs> I hate them but I love I'm them. a brand ambassador I don't really sell I mean I I do to an extent but I don't I I, I don't physically sell them the product brand
0: ambassadors are different because the brand ambassadors well, you, and for listeners not you because the brand ambassadors just to make it known get it out there move yeah. product on the shelves right get it in people's mouths so they'll like it and
1: they'll buy it that is basically my role yeah.
0: sales people are like I shouldn't, say, I shouldn't say I don't like salespeople because I work with some awesome salespeople in the corporate world when it's not my money I hate the salespeople that harass me in Target and Walmart and door to door and whatever oh I my god it. is that horrible I like my corporate salespeople because well one they're exceedingly nice because they want the company money it's not my money and <laughs> most of them are pretty cool people actually so in any event very cool not saying that because one of them may be listening
2: right <laughs> <laughs> like, and i'm drinking uh, as as chris said a highball which consists of whiskey and ginger ale but mm-hmm. i had evan williams and i mixed it with michigan's own Verner's, and it's very nice and crisp you know you got that nice ginger flavor taste behind it and it, like most whiskeys people say like you know the whiskey burns this one doesn't really burn where it's more actually drinkable and more enjoyable so it's more like you have like a slight nice whiskey feel, but a nice background of the ginger ale on the back end of it. So very easy to drink. I'm already almost done with this one and about ready to pour another one. All right.
0: And I was drinking Penelope's Barrel Strength Barrel Single Barrel Select now I'm from the St. Louis and Barrel Blends. Yeah, uh, on the nose, it's it's not exceedingly proofy. Alcohol doesn't jump out of the glass on you. You can tell that it's bold, but it's not exceptionally proofy. There's a nice, like, sweet oak tannin, a little bit of dark chocolate. I've done a lot of whiskey tasting recently. Maybe some light pepper in there. Yeah, on the palate, there's nothing nushing heart, nothing harsh about it. Bit of shortbread again, some. Some chocolate, like fudgy notes, a little bit of cinnamon, oak sweetness, vanilla. Um overall it's got classic bourbon notes. It leans a little bit more towards spicier and drier. It does have some pretty nice chocolatey notes out of it. Exceedingly smooth. Um, oh god, I you smoother than a whiskey description. What have I become?
2: <laughs> <laughs> By that I mean it does
0: it doesn't have a lot of burn on the back end. It's not like for being barrel strength, it doesn't have like high fusels. It doesn't doesn't hang out. It's not thin or hot or or anything like that. It's got really really good flavor packed into it. So Penelope does good stuff, and yeah, not this obviously isn't a surprise. I mean, look at how much that bottle's left. It's not like I just cracked this tonight. So
2: you've had a few.
0: I've had a few and shared a few. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, is that regular barrel strength. Yeah. Yep. Nice.
1: Got it. I think last year, two years ago. Yeah. Like it? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had it in a long time. I don't. Uh, I don't remember the last time I had straight bourbon, but uh, I toasted. remember liking it. If I drink this much, I probably liked it. So. Yeah, I should also mention this is
0: toasted barrel slide. This is toasted. Barrel. I love
1: toasted barrels. Yeah. Unless you're. Uh, basil in I was. That's because they put I 90 know. proof in a
0: toast, and the whiskey doesn't have enough to hold up to the barrel.
1: I was not as impressed.
0: Not as impressed with a lot of what Basil Hayden's and his beams and tree level stuff. It's low proof, yeah. and it doesn't hold up nice enough to the toasted side of it. All right, let's go ahead and get to some ADP risers and fallers here. Uh I went by position and kind of by position. I just looked at where the big changes were versus the drop off. So. Um, for quarterback, most of your changes were up around five spots or so, so like half around, nothing significant. Uh Anthony Richardson, Tua aloa, and Justin Herbert all moving up. Um, What do you make of Tua and Herbert moving up? Is it just because we're getting into redraft season and there's more name cachet there? I mean, Richardson obviously is because he was named the starter, but what about the rest of them? What do you make out of them guys jumping half around suddenly just
1: because we're more into drafts? Yeah, and and... You know, the hype around the Chargers with, you know, you know with Killam Moore starting on there as their OC, the new play caller. It's it's going to be, you know, guys who had hypes over the last couple of years. Uh, two is finally healthy. Um, yeah, it's – I think it's mainly because more and more drafts are happening and you're seeing more of these teams with either heavy fan base like Miami or – very a very likable player like like Herbert just having more people take him.
2: Ryan. Yeah, and plus you look yeah, like you look at Tua like and when he was healthy, I mean he was putting up top.
1: Well, he was, was top uh five. he was pretty goddamn good the first few weeks last year. That game well, against first, Baltimore and that massive shootout.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was QB two during that time. Then came QB one, four, and three in weeks eight, nine, and ten. And then Injuries started hitting him and everything else and fell off from that. But he was probably what looks like on average, probably easily a top 10 quarterback during that time. So yeah, yeah, where he's going now, it's, I mean, he's a bit better than top 10. And where he's going, I think it's what, 11? Yeah, QB 11 right now. So, and he's going right behind Deck Prescott and ahead of Aaron Rodgers. So I don't mind that value right now on him, especially with the weapons he has around him still. Yeah, I'll take that
1: as long as Waddle can stay healthy. Because Waddle is a bit banged up, if I'm not mistaken. I think I saw a report that he's there's been something battling. He's been battling. So,
2: and to pick back, back off what Dan said about Justin Herbert, it's like we had to remember just a couple years ago he was like QB three in the league, and then last season he had he started out like on a freaking fire. He was like six touchdowns, one after in the first two games, and then he has a rib injury, and then it's kind of went downhill after that. So definitely a nice bounce back season for him coming, especially where you can get him right now in drafts.
1: Excitement. I thought yes. maybe he would dip a little bit more uh, given last year, especially last year's end of season struggles throughout. But it's uh, the Kalamora hype,
2: man. That's what everyone's following. It, like you, it, you it really it, it yeah. really is. It really is. The uh
1: they're gonna see Dak Prescott, you know, from the past three years and go, Yeah. Herbert's well, a it's better a- it's a more natural thrower of the football. So
2: and it's not just that either. It's that also like you, you look at like how many pass attempts he did last year. Yeah, he was injured, but he had six hundred ninety-nine pass attempts last year, which was just behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you that's definitely for first... the same too. Like yeah, they're so gonna throw see, like... so much this year. But the Chargers are yeah. gonna be more than like the number one passing team. So that's why everyone's all hyping them all up. Like the whole team's all hyped up, like all the way from Herbert all the way down to uh, Gerald Everett. Yeah. <laughs>
0: sure. And again I, I mean herbert threw a lot last year right
2: yeah that, 699 uh, passes
0: right and it was a extremely low touchdown rate that that really really hurt him as far as his fantasy value is um does that change yeah probably there's going to be some some progression back to the mean not negative regression but progression back to the mean there um do they throw again seven hundred times? I think they hope they don't throw again seven hundred times. But <laughs> that is also more, they, probably true. They very well could. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the other problem here is when it comes to quarterback efficiency, you need your wide receivers to also be able to do some things after the catch and downfield, and that lacked last year between Keenan Allen being hurt and Mike Williams being hurt, and Mike Williams is always hurt. And so I think that the hope is that Quentin Johnston can help
1: some of that as well. True. I mean, that's why if it's been a first round pick on him, yeah, a bit of a project, like he's still going to have to learn how to run it like a, you know, a full complete route tree. He wasn't asked to do that at TCU. Like there, 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 there will be some growing pains with, as he tries to redefine his NFL route tree. Again, I, I, I expect, more of early career, Mike Williams. <clears throat> I believe that's the rule he'll probably fall himself into. So expect a lot Except, of quiet weeks and some boom weeks, but
0: hopefully on the field.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. You have the right quarterback and what should be the right system to you know take advantage of a guy like Quentin Johnson's skill set as of right now as a rookie.
0: Indeed. All right. Uh, moving on. Anything else on those three quarterbacks? Oh,
2: that sounds good.
0: All right. Your running backs that are up. These guys, it was 12 spots for the top grouping of running backs that went up. And that's gonna be Zeke Elliott, obviously, because he just signed. Yeah, makes um, sense. Khalil Herbert. Um, and I think this is because people are drafting. I think this is because throughout the preseason you haven't had a lot of flame around Deontay Foreman or Roshan Johnson and yeah, they just came out and said that Herbert's done nothing to lose the starting role. Javonta Williams is up around that much because he's confirmed healthy and actually playing, I think is where his comes from. J.K. Dobbins because he returned. And then Kenneth Walker is also up 12 spots, which I don't know, anything to pull out of this other than guys signed and returned to camp and weren't. Herbert's the only one I found interesting that he took yeah. a big jump because he wasn't. Thank you for agreeing with me because <laughs> he wasn't.
1: Uh,
2: hey, guys. I got to go.
1: All right. See you. See, hmm. well, see you. Bye. Bye. Storm City of Storms. Yeah. You it's have to like go on
0: murder it. somebody. It's not a serious. Yeah. We'll find out. Anyway, Herbert is the interesting one to me because he didn't. He's not somebody that just got signed or returned from injury and his situation really hasn't changed. It's just. People feel more comfortable with him in that role. I guess it's probably more
1: confirmation. I think at this point, I think it's you know you, you know you get the signing yeah. of Roshan, who was a popular, mm-hmm. you know, a popular sleeper prospect for a lot of you know yeah. dynasty guys. There wasn't a lot of waves when rookie camp came out. You, we find get to OTAs and training camp and preseason, and, and I think it's just more of a reassurance and confirmation with him as a starter um that's that would be my guess like he we all expect the bears to be another very efficient running uh team with, with a lot of opportunity for Herbert to take advantage of said role and i think eighth round i think a, a late eighth is fine right like it's not he's up those 12 spots it's not the end of the world so
0: yeah
1: um I'm with you.
0: Anything else on those guys? I think JK is returning to camp. Javanta is injury-related. Walker's injury-related. Zeke is... I've heard nothing not on him. Walker. I'm just a little...
1: Like, I, I thought he's been yeah, hurt. But
0: he had been with a groin issue, and Carroll this week, it basically said that he's not worried about his status for week one or anything like that. And for whatever reason, we put a lot more emphasis on drafting a guy that might not start week one than we do on a guy that
2: might
1: miss week 10, right? It's still...
0: yeah. A handful (laughs) of missed weeks, so
1: yeah, I I it's uh, I want that I want to love that situation, but there's something brewing in the waters in Seattle, and I'm just not.
0: Yeah, I think it's the fact that there's a couple things in Seattle that make me nervous. It's one that they did spend capital on Charbonnet, even though I don't think he's good, and the other part that makes me super nervous though is the fact that Geno Smith had a career year, something's bordering on a lead and something that he's never even come close to sniffing. And I'm worried that that's just false.
1: Yeah. I don't think we'll see a resurgence. This could be the one year wonder and Seattle just finds himself right in a spiral, which I think Mm -hmm. is their insurance in drafting Charbonnet. A, to not only ensure Kenneth Walker doesn't need to take on that many touches, which is obviously not great for fantasy from a high-end standpoint, which is why he's just a fourth-round pick, but also to help ensure if the passing game is not there, then you can lean on a little heavier into your running game. But they also drafted a receiver in the first time, so who the fuck knows? Indeed. All right, speaking of receivers, guys up
0: again in five-plus spots are Calvin Ridley Zay Flowers. Tyler Lockett, Nico Collins. Um again play spots not
1: a lot. Nico Collins is up like twelve though. I think he, solid, I think it's more confirmation too with them. I mean, he should have always should have always been known that he will be the starter or be a um, part of the starting lineup. He's gotta be one
0: of the two starters. I think what it is yeah. is that you haven't heard shit about about Mechie or really anybody other than Tank Dell who doesn't threaten a position outside. So
1: I don't hear anything about the houston receivers like no none of them i mean i'm not i mean let's be 100 percent honest we're also not scouring the internet as much as we used to and looking for this information
0: attention to pre but if it doesn't show up in front of me
1: yeah it's I, i'm it's, but still like I, i'm yeah. on twitter enough you know pissing off right supporters that i i, I can still see I still see a lot of you know fantasy football stuff so I haven't seen nothing about these Houston receivers. Outside of the tank Dell blow up in week one. We it's been very very quiet, yeah, on that front. And it's uh, it's shocking to an extent, I guess, because why are we trying to attack Houston receivers? Like, I love John Menchie's story. I hope everything works well. You know, C.J. Stroud picked Tank Dell, but this is also going to be one of the worst teams in football. That right. has a lot of very young people in key sp- spots. Uh, I'm I'm just not there. Like it's it's, it's 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 not like Brandon Cooks, you know, from the past couple years with them, mm-hmm. where you know he's good and you know that he can, you know, command his work. We now have a bunch of young players, Yep. Um, with very with very very little information on.
0: Yeah, that was the interesting one. <laughs> the other guys are like five spot jumps with Ridley. I think that's just that people are drafting and he's settling in that's not a huge move for him him and kirk are going to be close for flowers i think it's again just the the, same thing yeah it's the exact same thing as this with nico and for lockett i think it's the the fact that in is going to miss early
1: yeah flowers used to still be drafting yeah the Flowers will keep moving these are all i don't know when the stopping point is but flowers is someone i i I, yeah i'm trying to leave my drafts with yeah
0: and we'll keep Checking in on these throughout. So uh yeah. Zach Ertz at 24.8 spots. That's just because he's off the pup. Yep. Uh yeah. And then kicker-wise, Brett Maher and Jake Elliott. I don't know why the Jake Elliott jumped by seven spots. That's
1: honestly interesting to me. <laughs> I, I, they I, must I'm, not know about your wife's curse. Um, I mean, that's all that's all I'm saying. Yeah.
0: I have no idea what the hell that has to deal with, but Maher is just because I think you got confirmation that he's gonna be the kicker in
1: Denver. So I mean, I, I also want to target kickers on on high-scoring offenses with a lot of potential me too. scoring drive. So Which Jake is, Elliott, is, well, <laughs> he may not be the best kicker this year, but he'll have no. a lot of opportunity. <laughs> no, the
0: confusion to me was, why was he ever valued so low that he could jump over half a round?
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Um, Stock down, no quarterbacks really saw a significant drop. Uh, Some running backs that saw a drop. Um, you had Brees Hall drop by twelve position by twelve spots. Um, probably due to the Dalvin Cook signing.
1: Yeah, and and again it's Cons- health concerns. That I still think he's a value. I think he's more returned to form than we expect, but we know that yeah. Dalvin Cook's gonna have a role the first parts of these seasons as they're not gonna rush back Brees. So indeed.
0: Uh, Raheem Mostert, nine spots. Uh, yeah, if that's not something I'm interested in anyway, but I'm guessing nope. that's because of uh, the trade rumors. Gainwell, six spots. That is l- probably because uh,
1: I don't I think really... it's just people. I think people, I, I, think, I think it was people over correct. It, it's people correcting themselves. It. it was people correcting themselves after See, they them not playing week one. So they just presumed that that Gainwell wasn't, or that Gainwell was the starter. So he, he probably rose up, and then now he played in week two, off. he wasn't great, and then I think it's just more of him coming back to where he should be. Yeah, and the idea
0: that Swift is the only one that's really got insulated value here, and Gainwell and Benny are kind of fighting with each other. Well, rumor is that is that Penny make it cut, so... Right. So, yeah, correction. The other thing that was interesting is the Elliott signing. Only dropped Stevenson by four spots.
1: He's still the pass catcher, like,
0: and I think most people yeah. still expect him to be more efficient because of the broken tackle metrics. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> I called it out here last week that his his ability as a runner, as far as like broken tackles and yards after contact and all of that, has been better than Zeke ever was. So, yeah. You know, uh, people don't see Zeke as a threat. Is how I read
1: this. Well, that and uh, uh, Zeke's got, like, at this point, he was never a, a very efficient running back. He's got a Duh. shit ton of work on his legs to make it even less efficient. He leaves a significantly worse offense.
0: He's three years into burning fantasy managers.
1: Yeah, and at, yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was all touchdowns. It, 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 it. He's basically all filler last year, but anyways, it's what we talked about when the signing actually happened. It's you'll probably take on that annoyance role more so than be an actual fantasy asset. So the slight dip would be in that. Probably, maybe you should have been more. Maybe you know, just like you said, it's people aren't afraid of Zeke, and just expect you know Ramondre to not lose much work to him, which. Probably will early on until New England gets a more, you know, gets that longer time to see who he is as a running back. And by he, I mean Zeke. Yeah.
0: Um, Wide receiver downs. The only two guys over five spots were Mike Thomas and Valid Scantling. So I don't really know. Mike, there's not been any news on Michael Thomas. So
1: he just got praised. It just got, he just got praised. Yeah. There was some shit that came out that Derek Carr chose New Orleans because of Michael Thomas. Yeah. Like, in it, it, that dropped in five spots. Apparently. I got,
0: uh, okay. <laughs> all the scantling, I don't really get that, I guess. I don't care. Maybe because, getting. I don't know. Maybe because Sky Moore is getting all the smoke there.
1: I don't know. More, Ross, Rice have gotten all the positives. Right. Nothing on MVS, which he is what he is. So, yeah.
0: Um, down 10 spots and this surprises me is Greg Dolchich
1: um, that's because it came out that Troutman may start
0: and then today Peyton came out and said that we're going to use Dolchich in a joker role which is all over the field and split him out and, and play him and you look at what they I mean you have the Troutman I don't know I believe in Dolchich more than I believe in, in Troutman he produced his Absolutely. year one he produced his year one tight end Troutman is in year what four or five? Five? He uh, was twenty seventeen.
1: No, he, no. Troutman was twenty nineteen. He was the year after, I believe he was the he was either twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. I don't think he, I know I know he 20, wasn't seventeen or eighteen. 2020.
0: So Troutman's yeah, yeah. in year three and on his second team. Year four. Year four. Second team hasn't produced. And it's not because he hasn't had opportunity. Gilchrich produced year one. Yeah. Peyton has already it said today he's going to come out and split Dulcich around. Like, by the dip on this one is where I'm
1: at. I would, yes. Streamer. Sh- if, if I taught him pre BMs, I think he's worth a, a draft and stats. Troutman will probably be an annoyance.
0: I'm not worried about
1: Troutman. Though. First couple weeks, and then he'll get replaced when they realize that why are you playing Troutman over Dulcich? That's pretty much it. Yep.
0: And then, uh, young, young, like who down 10 spots because <laughs> for reasons, I
1: guess, because we have to throw kickers in here, gotta hate on the kicker, I guess. Okay. All
0: right, I'm gonna skip the redraft advice, I'm done. We're done, we're done. All right, thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back next week to wrap up the preseason, um, and wrap up the preseason basically. So, we'll be looking at, at cut downs and maybe some darlings and some other jobs that have settled out and just kind of doing a or run around like this. We'll take one more look at ADP before the season starts, as people are going to be drafting through Labor Day, um, and then we'll get into regular season stuff. Uh, for at Ryan Minor underscore FFP, you had to leave for something. Hopefully, everything is okay. We'll check up on him. Uh, for at Beerfield Thirty, for I am at Beerfield Hop. We will catch you guys next week. Peace.